episode of Do The Woo, number 59. We're back, Bob. Five, nine. Five, nine. We're almost at 60, whatever that means. So that is after 59. That's exciting. Yeah. So we've got a great episode today, which we'll uh, we'll get into in just a minute. But first, I want to thank our episode sponsors. First uh, and foremost, Woo Commerce is our community sponsor. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you haven't. If you haven't, it'd be interesting that you're listening to this podcast because that's all we talk about is WooCommerce. So thank you for that community sponsorship. Also, Reacher at Recapture.io, abandoned cart and email marketing solutions. Uh, increase those versions. People are walking away from the shopping cart with goods in there. It's definitely something every commerce store should have, as well as WTVD log, uh, comprehensivity log of all the changes that happen on your site. Things, you know, someone changes the content on a product, a page, who did it? Um, it's always nice to have a log so you can kind of track when things change, what happened, uh, and get that fixed up if need be. So definitely check that out, WPActivityLog.com. We thank you to our sponsors. Um, so let's get right into it, Bob. We have a very special guest this week. I'm excited to dig into some WooCommerce and some membership discussions. Curtis McHale, welcome to the show, Curtis. Thank you very much. Glad to have you here. Why don't you tell everyone, for anyone not familiar with you, who you are, what you do, how you do the Woo. So I am Curtis McHale. I live outside of Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, and I've been doing membership sites for 10, 12 years now, long before there was any tools to help me do it. I was building them. So and then now we have better tools. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun challenge, although I distinctly remember since I have a counseling background and taught myself programming, crying at my screen at the end of the day because I didn't even know the right questions to ask yet. But I don't, I don't know what it was about now, but it was not fun sometimes so you know dating going back you've been obviously like you said been doing membership time uh membership sites for a long time um i'm curious how you got into wordpress was it just the natural evolution of a, a system to build websites was it the attraction to some membership products coming out um what did that evolution look like for you you know i don't even remember i remember being in counseling class psychology classes and being bored and learning teaching myself html and I found, uh, I guess, the Boag World podcast, and maybe they mm. mentioned it. Like, so right right away, it was. I guess I was just coming in around the transition away from tables, and I didn't. I've barely ever written tables in my life, so that's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you know Bo- that goes back way back because that uh, podcast I used to listen to that as well, and that was actually even at the time doing the the first podcast I ever did, which was a podcast, was way back when. Um, but yeah, that yeah, I think you did talk about WordPress uh, on the show. So, um, but moving now, you know, you've been working with WordPress. Woo obviously has a lot of membership capabilities. Is Woo the first you know, membership component you use within WordPress? Did you use some things before that? Were you doing custom setups? I built. A, I still actually build a lot of custom setups. So I built oh, the first one. I really remember being like a big thing. It was for a corporate trainer in Vancouver, and he would divide up the members in the corporate teams into like sub teams and they could like vote on good behavior, like kind of changing their corporate culture and they could vote on each other and award points. And like the team would accumulate points over the month and he would destroy the teams and realign them. There was chat into a team and file uploads and a bunch of stuff. That was like the first big one I remember building. And just, I don't know. I've always been the kind of sure. I can probably do that. That's how I learned to drive standard in downtown Toronto one time. Sure. I can drive standard boss (laughs) and drove a big truck with a machine behind it through Toronto. <laughs> hey, I bought my first manual car. I could not drive it off the lot. I had to have a friend come with me. 
<laughs> but you figure it out, right? That's what we do. And that's probably why we're in this industry. We like to figure things out. That's that's exactly <laughs> it. Uh, very cool. So uh, you touched on a little bit around teams. I'm curious because I know you, you mentioned uh, kind of pre-show that you're working on some membership sites, teams. Tell us a little bit about that because I'm, I'm curious what that what that means exactly. Uh, so for teams, so my one client now, they um, sell, I guess, access to a company to their news and the company signs up the employees as team members uh, is the big thing. Uh, that they do. And that's how we leverage teams. I've built systems like that multiple times before teams was around and it's difficult. Like I've done this, I've done technically similar things uh, for a sales company once where we like, where they could like kind of move users, their customers through a user flow in the back end of WooCommerce. So they could do all their sales from that end, from onboarding to like support at the end. So it was very similar. I find this right. You guys do some development too, Brad, for sure. Like, things that are structurally similar on the back end. You're like, oh, that's just like the same thing, even though someone's like, that doesn't look the same at all. But it's kind of, it's really the same thing. I built multiple mm-hmm. things like that, like groups and teams multiple times. But even on top of teams now, like um, there is a sort of a facility inside teams to not renew a team, but I just exposed it on the front end and like found all the filters to shut teams down. And I adjusted all the templates in uh, WooCommerce. So you can't edit users anymore you can't edit your address because they occasionally have people they just want to say no we don't want to deal with you anymore we'll let your membership run out and you're not allowed to renew even down to like you put your email in to purchase and we say no no no, no. that doesn't work because we know you and you can't come back yeah and on the flip side of that when you put your email in it says hey we know you you should sign it like you should just log in and all your information will be filled out so like doing some stuff like that at the same time yeah because they know like they can preload the team members and mm-hmm. the, the company members things like that so they line that up that's pretty cool yeah, it literally, that one actually searches through every email address we have for the team. So if you are anywhere on the team and the team says, do not renew, you cannot renew. So. <laughs> it's interesting aspect of it. I know, you know, obviously with everything going on in the pandemic and, you know, most of us around us around the world are quarantined or, or starting to come out of it. But, you know, the idea of online memberships has really taken off because so many businesses have had to quickly pivot Um Specifically on things like gyms, I know a lot of gym studios um, have had to pivot quickly online, especially you know local non-chain uh, type of gyms or businesses. But to pivot online in a kind of a membership-based format of how can I still give value to my clients, my customers, to not lose them, um, and how can I do it virtually? Well, the answer is a membership site, right? Like you know, so I think it's a really mm-hmm. uh, topical um, discussion around you know, how businesses can pivot and how they can, can roll out these membership based sites and take maybe what they were doing in a more physical space and take it virtual with, with the type of stuff that you're building. Are you running into that now? Have you seen an increase in, in uh, engagement or people reaching out that are, are trying to make that, that pivot? Uh, I've had a few locally. Um, but it's funny you say gyms. That's exactly how I've explained every time to someone who's doesn't know building stuff. It's kind of like your gym membership stuff. People like sign in and sign out. Like, so I've had a few and I've helped, I've like, I helped a few local businesses just get their inventory online, whether that was like, I'll look at your Shopify site and just help you because I want you to stay around. Right. Um, and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. I generally, it's a particular type of customer that finds me and they've usually talked to two or three other people and have stuff like mm-hmm. we, Curtis, we need to import 1.5 million records. Okay. And we need to rehab, like we need to redo 300,000 of them every month. Oh, okay. So we, that's generally what I end up, getting with um so i actually barely rarely work for anyone in canada despite living here so my taxes are always interesting when they're like hey where's all your gst and i was like i didn't 
you just owe me money. <laughs> I didn't pay. I didn't charge anyone any of that because I don't have to uh, out of the U.S. or out of other countries. So. This episode is brought to you by WP Activity Log, formerly WP Security Audit Log. Now, this is something all store owners need to do. Stay on top of things with a detailed log of all store and product changes. There are comprehensive activity logs that you can use with WooCommerce keeps you on top of what is going on with your shop managers and your team. You'll be able to monitor and record when they make changes to products, orders, and coupons. And notably, it will help you with your store compliances. They make it easy to troubleshoot when there's something going on. In fact, you'll be able to configure emails and instant SMS notifications to get alerted of critical changes. Now, want to go a step further? You'll see who's logged in and what changes are being made in real time. And if needed, you can manage, limit, block, and even terminate any user sessions. This is perfect for membership or subscription sites as it can help you control limitations on single user access. There's a number of reports you can generate from the activity logs and you're able to use the search and filters for troubleshooting. In a nutshell, stay on top of it all. What is going on, where and when. No better way to manage your WooCommerce store. You can check them out at wpactivitylog.com and click on the activity log for WooCommerce. Now let's head on back to the show. I'm curious what, with working in WooCommerce, um, you know, every platform is going to have, you know, pros and cons, right? Um, this mm. particular setup, you know, something like WooCommerce or WordPress in general, how customizable it is, how like endlessly flexible it is. Could be a good thing and could be a bad thing. I'm curious what type of um, areas or limitations you run into where you um, immediately kind of identified as being an area that's going to be tough, maybe a very costly area to work in, or maybe an area that just isn't a good fit, you know, for something like WooCommerce with memberships or just, you know, WordPress in general. Mm. So my biggest pain point lately, which I did, I can't remember if we recorded it, but I did complain about last night in a tweet as I was like, (laughs) had to migrate my client's site with like, I don't know, it's like 80,000 records, 48,000 images over the last number of years. And and I'm like, this is going to take a long time. There's even the fast ways to do it means it takes forever. And then I migrate, uh, I just for fun, I was like, what if I pull all this stuff into a system called Statomic and I migrate it? Well, you just have to get pull the files and it's done. So it still takes a while because, you know, it's a big site, but it's like orders of magnitude faster. And that, like, that's one I hit regularly because all of the sites I work on are, fairly large scale, lots of data records, not necessarily lots of uh, concurrent transactions or anything, but like it's, I usually am talking at least about 50,000 users on something or 50,000 records, whether it's orders or any type of thing. Right. So I'm always hitting those like, Oh, this takes forever. I remember hitting this a long time ago in WooCommerce. It took a query. I was like, this doesn't work. And I um, went up to get a coffee and came back down. I was like, it does work on my computer only. Why? Cause my PHP was set up to just run as long as I wanted. And it did work after 12 minutes and it came down to searching email addresses and orders. That's why we couldn't do it. So I was like, ah, the fastest way to do this client is to just not search for email addresses and I'll submit a bug because that's really slow. And they just, we removed the ability to search, uh, to uh, like have fuzzy search basically for orders. <laughs> so they had to have some more information mm-hmm. first because otherwise it just wouldn't work. It was either we have it or we don't. 
I had those reg- regularly. Yeah, I mean, data at scale, you know, we run into that many times. Not, and not just mm. WooCommerce specific, but even WordPress in general. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, we've worked on sites that have millions and millions of posts, um, you know, tens of thousands of users, things like that. And it's just at scale, when you start having to manipulate that data or migrate it or really do anything with it at scale, there's a lot of really performance considerations you can need to take. I mean, we've had stores that we worked on in the past that had, you know, tens of thousands of products that had to like sync inventory across multiple um, stores nightly. So every single night they had to run this massive job that basically recalculate all the inventory and made sure it was correct, you know, across multiple stores from like a, a centralized inventory management system. And, yeah, you know, that's no easy task. It's no fast. It's not a fast task. So I think it's something people always need to consider when they're working with. Yeah. And I've ended up writing custom shell scripts for that too, right? You upload your Excel file. We agree on the data format and we'll, I'll figure it. It'll be figured out by the time you're back in the morning. And I've done that multiple times, especially with, I guess it gets stuck. I get to work on lots of weird old systems too. Like I have ported multiple like homegrown 2006 PHP, whatever weird sites into WooCommerce and like run multiple imports because they're not it's everything. Data is just everywhere in the database they have. So like figuring out how to like migrate at one step and then the next step. I've done that again multiple times, which is a fun problem and sometimes like frustrating because you're this just takes a long time to sort through the data sometimes. Right? You might spend a day modeling the data first. And then you get to start writing the import. And then you're like, okay, why is it breaking in one area? Oh, they have a weird character, like a, a option symbol from a Mac is in their data somewhere. And that one symbol breaks it. And you're like, okay, well, where is this in the midst of whatever, 60,000 products or something? Like you got to find that one product that happens to break it. So if there's one thing I know about Bob, it's he loves working with big data and moving moving big data, right, Bob? Just like when you, when you clean up your site. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My big data is a um, an old file cabinet, <laughs> and a uh, uh, you know put it on a, a what you call it, move it around. That's about how my time around. See, that's why I bought a toolbox with file cabinets big enough, like box drawers, big enough for a file cabinet. Just I have a big husky toolbox for all my files now. It's all on wheels. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. That's the easiest way to move anything around for me. Mm-hmm. One of the questions I had was and that you said you had just finished a end user license agreement plugin <clears throat> for one of your teams. And I thought that was interesting to maybe dive into that a little bit. You could tell us about it and then also carry into, do you often end up doing these custom plugins for your clients? Is that the case most of the time? So why don't we take that a couple different ways? Yeah. Yeah. So that is like my entire job building custom weird stuff. Um, I built the, uh, end user license agreement plugin twice. Actually, I built it once. I can't remember if it was RCP for restrict content pro or for easy digital downloads, but one of Pippin's, uh, plugins, I could look it up and I used that same base again to build again for WooCommerce and that again, specifically for teams in both instances, actually for teams. So I think it was restrict content pro where like, uh, at least in WooCommerce, when we issue a new end user license agreement, it updates on the post. And like automatically puts the old one in draft and we log on the post by user ID and email address who signed it. Each um, team will get a record. Like, so if the team has signed it because a team manager did, then um, it'll get a record there that says the team has signed it and then users can go in. And if a user is on a team that hasn't signed it, it gives them some UI feedback that says, basically go talk to, go talk to Bob. It's his fault and you need to go get him to sign it. Um, and I think we even did an email form in there so they can just like click a button and email the person. I think that's what we did for that one. 
So that's a multiple times I've built that and it blocks. So if you don't have your user license signed, then it blocks you and just takes you to the, hey, sign the user license page and no one on your team can go anywhere. It's one of those like necessarily annoying things that just has to exist, but everybody hates them, right? Like, (laughs) you know, thing that nobody reads, but they accept. Yeah. And the one, the first one I built was for like a chiropractic training site. So it says, I I kind of read them, right? (laughs) Basically said it's, you know, you're learning stuff online. So make sure you have more practice. It's not our fault if you break somebody. (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, if you have any type of a service, you know, we're all familiar with it on our phones and our computers. When you update, you always have to accept the new, you know, licensing agreement and term. We're like, great. Yeah, Let yeah. me on my phone. I'll take it. Um, but that's that's pretty cool. What are some other uh, type of sites that you've been building out with with the focus on membership? And I'm curious to hear. I know the team stuff is interesting. What other type of sites are are you seeing any kind of trends in in your field? And having done this for so long, um, of the type of industries or even people that have kind of drawn into this, you know, this membership, is it? Yeah. You know, I'm just curious what you're seeing out there. I think that people are taking it a little more seriously. Um, most of my clients, when you ask like how many clients, like I've worked mainly for one client for almost a year because, uh, I actually only work and do development about 50% of my time. And the rest of my time I write and do other stuff. So, and they like working with me. I work with, that's not true. I work with one other client who runs like the biggest motorcycle shop in Malaysia, big enough that occasionally it's in YouTube videos and people are like, Oh, you work for that site. I'm totally following you now. Cause they know it i i don't know i can't read half their content because it's a language i don't speak um but i think people are taking more seriously so even down to i built uh oh probably two years ago now i built like a custom woocommerce uh bookings and accommodations setup um for an sat training company and they just were coming into it taking it very seriously from the beginning and i, I think their budget was probably on was definitely on the smaller end compared to the one client i'm working with now but they just they took it professionally and seriously. And when we talked about like, what about, you know, feature a, we looked at it from a business value perspective, not like, a, Oh, I want new shiny things. I was, or there was two or three of their ideas. And I'm like, I don't think that's a good one. And I explained why. And they said, Oh, okay, you're right. That is a bad idea. So we didn't do it. Um, and that's been nice. Cause that's just generally how I think about things. Like, will I get X number of dollars of value out of whatever I purchase? And if the answer is yes, I'll buy it sometimes to my wife's chagrin. Cause I'm like, ah, but I got the value. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I so. mean, yeah, if you could talk to my wife about that too, that would be great. So I have fun. It's worth it. The value's there. <laughs> well, I, we're both runners and outdoor people too. So I think oh, sometimes our biggest fight is you got a new sleeping bag. When do I get one? Or new running shoes. You have three pairs of running <laughs> shoes, but mine are on sale. <laughs> That's great. One of the things I wanted to ask you about was on your site, you have the, um, the one plugin that you sell, easy mm. restricted content for WooCommerce. And I'm Brad and I talk with a lot of people that sell plugins and have, you know, also do service work. And often the plugin came out of service work. It was something that was, you know, born with the need. Wondering if that's the case for that. And is is the plugin space something you I mean, I, I see you have this one on there. It's probably maybe limited as far as much how much you want to get into that and oh, yeah. building products. So maybe first touch on this particular plugin, you know, how it came to be. And then, you know, it, it, are there plans for future plugins or do you prefer the customization working with clients and doing it that way? So that plugin totally came from building something, a very simple membership site, 
multiple times for people. I actually built it on my site. It used to exist. I think it was probably the very first iteration. And basically if you bought product A, you could see content B, that's it. There was no, like all your, there was no special account stuff is like, yes, you have access you know, you bought the book, so you get access to the forum with the book or something like that, right? You get access to the Learn Dash course that goes with it. And I used that for a couple clients and it just got refined. Eventually I just bundled out to a plugin. I was like, I basically used, I changed nothing on it between two clients. I was like, I'm just going to sell this because <laughs> it's done, right? And it supports forums. It supports, um, like it supports BB Press. It supports, uh, it might support BuddyPress. I have to look again. It supports Learn Dash, mainly because I was using Learn Dash, to be honest. I was like, hmm, I wonder if I can make it use learn dash. And I, after not touching the plugin for like six months, I got it working on learn dash in like, I think 35 minutes. I was like, well, I guess I did a good job. <laughs> it was fairly easy to run a few filters on it. Um, do I want to be in the plugin space? I hate having appointments. I don't want people to monopolize my time at all. So I probably terrible at support. So the answer is probably no, no, I don't <laughs> ultimately want to be in the plugin space. I've had people uh, approach me. I mean, I had like WooCommerce has asked me like, Oh, would you put your plugin on our, on our site? Um, and I have said, nah, I don't. They're like, Oh, you'll sell more. And I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> just not going to, it drives some business to me. People find it and be like, Oh, this is great. It's super simple. Like I don't have to configure all these other 9,000 options. I just say, you know, whatever content and there's a drop down to say, you know, you have to own this product to have it and that's it. And yeah, I have thought about releasing the end user license agreement plugin because it's I've got it in two versions. It's very little change between one and the other. I just changed some of the filters for uh, WooCommerce to move it over to the other one. And so I think like if I had to build it a third time, I'd be able to get a fairly well abstracted and unit tested plugin that would let me um, sell it. And again, unit tested so that there's when I, when I do something, I don't break stuff, hopefully. Something to be said for like plugins and that do one thing well, yep. the, especially as the markets evolved so much in the past, you know, five, six, eight years, there's so many plugins out there that are just, you know, the core of what they do is still there, but then they do all these other things that you really don't care about. And it just makes you nervous come update time. And, you know, I'm sure we can name a few of those, mm-hmm. but uh, I think there'll always be a market for stuff like that, regardless of who dominates that particular. I think there'll always be a market for those simple solutions that just work well um, and just continue to work, you know? So. Yeah. And it's not like a big income driver for me at all. Really? Like I don't sell, I sell it. Oh, I don't know. I probably sell one or two a month. Like that's it. You know, there's some renewals. I don't do anything to like make sure I drive home renewals or anything. People are like, I didn't renew two years ago. And I'm like, well, you know, I, there's really not an update that it pertains to you. So probably shouldn't bother. Like, really? It's like, yeah. It's like, oh, I, I stopped using the plugin three years ago, but I see I paid for it a bunch. I'll just renew you the last few. I'll just re- refund the last few years. Really? It's like, yeah. Like I'd be annoyed. You <laughs> like it's, it's nice to be able to do that and to have, be able to take it. So it's nonchalantly in general, like I'm a pretty, chill person i broke my site on friday and it's like yeah it's broken that's eh, beat tonight and i just went for pizza went and had a big run i fixed it sunday my site was down for like days whatever i don't <laughs> eh, not a big deal this episode is brought to you by recapture abandoned cart recovery and email marketing for woocommerce anyone who runs a woo shop knows how frustrating abandoned carts are and getting them back with ReCapture is easy and setup takes less than five minutes. With their ready-to-use emails, you can take them out of the box and start working for you right away. 
You'll save time having to start from scratch. Abandoned cart emails are managed for you automatically as the email service runs outside of your store, ensuring the best delivery to your customers. Their easy-to-read analytics reports will help you to monitor your cart recovery. And what's really cool is that you can watch what is happening live on your store with ReCapture's live cart feed. The plugin is highly optimized, so you don't have to worry about it slowing down your site. And their guarantee of email delivery, traffic increase loads, and support make it a valuable investment compared to all those free plugins out there. From what I hear, if you sign up, you'll be joining thousands of merchants who have already recovered over $115 million. Make sure and check them out, and as a listener, get 60 days free with ReCapture. Just go to recapture.io forward slash do the woo dash special. And now back to our conversation. I'm curious, how is uh, Gutenberg and the block editor? Um, are you integrating that? Are you, do you like it? Do you hate it? What are your thoughts? Uh, I have not a single client want to use it in any fashion. Now, I was listening to, as I was running on the weekend, I was listening to the episode with Matt uh, Bollinway again. He was talking about it being the future. And I remember sitting there thinking like, not one client, whether it's an old client who has a legacy site or a new client who's coming to me and we talk about it and they're like, no, that does, I don't want that at all. <laughs> like, not one client at all. So I have actually never built a block. I I do a bad job of learning something like when I'm not, don't have to have to learn it to do something. I, I just, like I try and I'm like, ah, it doesn't happen. I just kind of peruse things and I'm like, I just wasted like an hour not really learning anything when I could have been you know, doing something else. So I will dig into it and learn it when I need to. And so far, no clients. I've even recommended it to clients like, oh, you know, they had some short codes, but they were going to really do a big revamp. I'm like, you know what? We just should just build this into blocks. And they're like, nope, we don't want that. Like, really? Like, did you look at it? It's like, we've looked at it. We never want those. Okay. I think that I, when it came out, I was not stoked about it. Um, Now, like I would recommend it. I think it's probably the future. If you want to like continue building sites, you need to learn it. And I will learn it at some point, but not yet. Now I don't do a lot of, and I always call it, call it front end work. I don't do a lot of that. I do a lot of deeper server side stuff. So I don't blocks feel a little bit out of my, my comfort zone as well to be, to be true. So I do very little JavaScript work in general, mostly PHP and server side scripting of things. I'm curious about that. When you talk to the clients and you actually try to, you don't com- try to convince them, but you lay it out. Here's blocks, here's not blocks. Are most of them already using WordPress? So it's the, do you think it's a transition they don't want to do? Or is it people that have never used WordPress and, you know, A and B, A looks better? Yeah. So I know like for my one site, for the motorcycle site, like he's, we've been working together for, I don't even know, 10 years maybe. And he's just like, no, I don't want to do this. This, like, I know this. I've trained all my staff on what we have. I just want to use even actually this morning. We, I was like, Hey, you know, they like, we, this would be a time to transition for blocks for this plugin. He's like, Nope. Okay. <laughs> nope. Just put the short code in. And so I wrote the short code in and into a couple spots that he needed it and let him set the ID that the short code needs for each page. So I had like, another big client that I've had for a while. They had just come in and they, they had just started on WordPress and I was like, Hey, we should, you know, you should probably look at blocks. I think this will be easier long-term. And they looked at it and they were like, no, nah, that's not for us. Um, and I'm not sure if any of their team had used it before. And they're reasonably 
they're, they're the one person I deal with is technically savvy enough that as we moved into Git, I gave her a basic Git branching and like merging so she could update plugins on WP Engine. And with in a week, a few fixes by me, she had it. She could do this. They're technically savvy enough to do these things, but they did. They just didn't want it. So yeah. I don't know. I I don't actually run my I run my SFN design site on WordPress, but I don't run my personal site uh, at Curtis McHale on WordPress anymore because I just I didn't want to. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one like I look at Gutenberg. At least today, I look as a tool that is. It's like I look at different technologies. Like I don't feel like you. It, in my opinion, it needs to be forced on a project or a client that doesn't need it or doesn't want it. I think it's an option. Um, that makes sense for a lot of people out there. It makes sense for a lot of people, Shane, especially if they're doing looking to do really like beautiful long form articles and, and things like that. And marketing sites are going to be really great for, um, you know, things like that. But I, I don't look at it as a tool that needs to be used by everybody because I think it, it, it can be intimidating. And honestly, most people are just very apprehensive to change. Uh, they're used to something working and looking a certain way. Mm. And it could be WordPress. It could be Twitter. It could, you know, like anytime Twitter changes or Facebook changes or whatever changes, like WordPress has a, you know, Gutenberg UI comes out, everybody complains, everybody, you know what I mean? And then about a year or two later, it's, it's just what it is, you know, <laughs> everybody's just used to it. So there's that initial like gut reaction of, I don't want to do that. It's different. Um, but I also, I, I don't believe it should be forced on people either. Cause I do think there are plenty of cases where it, it's overkill and doesn't make sense. And just, you know, it's, it's too much. Just keep it easy. So. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily, I don't take the all in approach like some people do. All righty. Well, uh, I don't know if we have any announcements, anything going on, anybody doing anything. I'm not really, I don't have any exciting plans either personally or um, <laughs> professionally in the next week. Uh, besides just uh, my daily stuff, anything going on with you, uh, Curtis? I like you. We just celebrated our anniversary, although our kids are little enough that we could go nowhere and do nothing. So we just hung out with the kids because you can't have a babysitter right now. <laughs> I went for a run. My wife went for a run. Well, I took my kid biking. We had sushi. That was our <laughs> that was our 18th anniversary, 17th anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, congrats on a nice mellow yeah. anniversary. <laughs> and I think we sold the kids go to sleep and made a joke about uh, Samuel Jackson's go the up to sleep book multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great book. It is. It is. Brad, anything going on? Um, yeah, I could do a little self plug. My new book's out. Maybe you've heard of it, Bob. Professional WordPress yeah. plugin development, second edition, nine years. Nine years after the first. Never thought I'd see the light of day, and I'm looking at a copy of it right now. So pretty excited to have that out. Well, like you said online, you need to raise your monitor, right? I know that is my, uh, the most expensive monitor stand I own are the five books I've written sitting under it. It was a good one. I like that book specifically because it, um, there was nothing like it back then nine years ago. And I've had so many people come up and tell me that it, it made an impact on, on their, you know, their, their WordPress development, their career, their, their, you know, their business, um, or even their own sites. So, I'd pull it off my shelf and just be like, what about users again? And just kind of flip through. Oh yeah. Okay. Here's the big things I need to remember and then stick it back. I still do it. Cause I forget you oh, know, yeah. I don't code as much today. So I like the ebook and you can search real quick and say, how do I add a menu? What's that function again? What's the parameters? And it's, I promise you that experienced developers only know how to Google faster than you do. <laughs> That's right. That's all they know how to do and how to look at the answer and be like, yes, no, maybe. 
that's all we do. We're just better at looking things up. But uh, check it out. It's on Amazon. Um, it's out now. Give it a read. Let us know your thoughts, feedback. Love to hear from it. But pretty excited. It's out. Got my first copy uh, this week. So, All right. Excellent. Well, where can people find you on the web, Curtis? Where's the best place for them to connect with you? I am Curtis McHale everywhere on Twitter, my personal site. If you need membership work, it's at sfndesign.ca. And if anyone can actually figure out what SFN means, I will even figure out a discount for your membership work. <laughs> I've mentioned it maybe twice in the last few and 10 years in different podcasts. I assume San Francisco, but then I realized where you're at. I'm like, that doesn't really make any sense. No, <laughs> no. Not San Francisco. I'll tell you all off air after if you really want to know. Yeah. Okay. We'll keep it a secret. <laughs> all right. All And yeah, appreciate you taking time. It's great hearing about what you're doing and um, yeah, keep those membership sites going for sure. Thanks for having me. And everyone make sure you check out our sponsors. Just give them a quick shout out again. WooCommerce.com, recapture.io and wpactivitylog.com. All three of them can help you with your woo store you can always sign up for the podcast on your favorite app check out the woo news i put out each week either through a post or a podcast and become a friend and do the woo and that'll do it for this week till next week do the woo